Does your broker tell you they're managing your retirement money on a daily basis? Really? So when they're on vacation, how does that work? Do they have computers doing their job for them? Is that reliable money management? Is it time you learned how to have reliable retirement income, keeping your principal, and protect your gains with a higher income strategy? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour is sponsored by TFS Financial Insurance Services and Total Financial Solutions, Inc. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategy strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Eric Hallaby. Appreciate you being here. Live show every week at this time. We talk about your family's pro- problems, financial problems, I guess. Hey, but did you guys hear Warren Eckstein yesterday? I just want to say thank you. It was very kind. I had a question about my dog. Uh, I called the show. I didn't expect anything except uh, just a, a kind response like he always gives. And Warren was so kind um, and uh, really helped my Almost 10-year-old. She'll be 10 years old in just a, a few days. Golden Doodle. So anyway, Warren Eckstein showed the pet show. Probably been listening to him, oh gosh, I don't know, 20 years maybe, maybe more. It seems that way. Well, thanks for being part of the Total Financial Hour. That's our show. Appreciate you being here. This is two hours of your, uh, I, I hope, information that you can use. Big problem that we see nowadays is that most folks don't understand the financial systems that they're required in some cases required and in some time, uh, some cases socially expected to participate in. Here's a good example. You're expected to understand the credit card system and the credit system because when you go buy a house, they talk about your credit score. You have no idea what affects your credit score. You have no idea what makes it better or worse or should you claim this much on your taxes or that much? Should you file taxes married filing jointly or separately? Right, All of these financial decisions are left to chance. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you have a parent, usually, that is uh, that is helpful. Almost never is it a teacher, not because they're bad, but for two reasons. One, you're one of 35 people in every class, and they usually have four or five classes in high school. It's never a college professor. Again, not because they're bad, but they're usually professors because financially they are not entrepreneurs. Things are made for them, decided for them in a way in which they have a pension and they have great benefits and they work eight and a half months a year. So they don't understand the struggles of everyday people that go to work 10, 11, 12 months out of the year if they're lucky. Right? That, that's a big change. 
So uh, I don't mean any of these folks are bad. They're wonderful for what they're good at. But there is no financial wealth. Uh, we're going to teach you to be wealthy. It's a two-year class, 10, uh, 10 units. Nobody teaches you that. So you have to figure this stuff out on your own. So thank you for listening to our show and do other things that are part of the, I guess, furtherance of your education. Maybe that's the key. Because for a lot of you, you, you realize that the foundation of this knowledge today is now your responsibility. It's no longer a pension, a company's responsibility. And first of all, I, I want to shake some of you up a little bit. You understand working for, for UPS right now, if you're full-time, the average full-time worker at UPS is almost $50 an hour, five zero. That's $100,000 a year if you're full-time with UPS. That, that's incredible. That, that's amazing. Yes, they work hard. Of course they do. The problem is all of it is taxed. The problem is nobody teaches them how to manage money because they're busy working all day anyway. The problem is it doesn't matter how much you are paid. It matters how much you keep. So you have to understand taxes. You have to understand insurance. You have to understand investments and financial uh, savings accounts and CDs. All the things that come with being, I guess, just a citizen these days, right? So what I, I'm glad that you tune in because I want to go over some of the concepts here. One of the things I love to do is to teach through Total Money School. Total Money School is one of our uh, sub-companies that we love to go through and teach and educate and, and run classes. Money Basics is one of my favorite just because it's the foundation of how money works and, and things that people were never taught. So just don't equate that if somebody makes a lot of money, they must be wealthy. Or if somebody has a title, they must be wealthy. Or if somebody looks good or drives a nice car or wears nice clothes or purse or handbag or shoes, they must be wealthy. That is not the case. A wealthy person does not necessarily show his or her wealth with consuming stuff. Right? It's usually the poor person, and I don't mean bad, right? I said poor, you heard bad. That's your problem. Not mine. A poor person often will want to look good on the outside because they have no clue what's going on financially on the inside. So they have to pretend to prepare or try. So that's a scary thing to do. I mean, for, for a lot of people, sometimes you can prepare, uh, pretend your way into success. Sometimes you can pretend your way into an accidental wealth of some sort. So just kind of keep that in mind that a lot of people out there in this world are financially getting themselves into trouble and not even knowing why. And you're participating in a program at work often, and you don't even know why. So that program I'm talking about is your 401k plan. I want to get into that here in just a second. Let me give you my number. It's 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847, 888-99-RETIRE. I think Wall Street's job, and, and I'm con convinced that it's the Democrats' job, is to keep you poor, keep you dumb, keep you reliant on them. It's just whether it's a direct intention of themselves or whether it's an accident or just a consequence, I don't know. But I can tell you that often it seems more and more that it's deliberate. Here's a good example. You heard If you heard me last week, who put you into concentration camps 
first, second, even, and even third generation Japanese. Who? The Democrats. You're clear about that, right? Prior to that, who was part of the KKK and created the, 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 uh, the laws and the rules in the South? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were Democrats. Who today wants separate dorms, separate graduation, separate hiring standards, separate uh, calculations when it comes to justice now in Los Angeles and in California? The DA is openly. Now, he said this a few years ago. Uh, a friend of mine uh, privately confided in me the way the Superior Court system, the judges, want, uh, at least the presiding judge, wanted other judges to take into account one's race in sentencing. Are you, are you kidding me? W- what if it was the opposite? Oh, he's white, so we're going to give him less time. You guys would be up in arms. But but now because he's black or Hispanic, we're going to give him less time. What? Sentencing guidelines were designed to be colorblind. Right? If it's their first offense, here's the range. If it's the second offense, here's the range. If there's a gun involved, let's get an enhancement. Let's raise the time in prison. Why do you think so many bad guys didn't rob people with guns? Because, listen, I arrested them 30 years ago. That's exactly what they did and didn't do. They purposely would not go in with a gun. Now, they'd go in with a knife as if it's you know, better for the, bad, uh, for, for the victim. But the suspect, the, the perpetrator, w- would have to think about this. You know how many times I arrested two strikers? And they said, as soon as I'm out and this is over, I'm moving to Arizona. Because in third strike laws, I go to prison for 25 years. You understand that? They do have an impact. And today, bad guys can can learn about information as fast or even faster than some law enforcement officers because you're working every day. While you're handling a call, they're a drug addict sitting on their phone. Right? Whether it's social media or their or news alerts. I mean, bad guys are not stupid. So my point is, Information is everywhere and you have to learn the responsibility is yours because government is working against you. They are putting bad guys on the streets. Look at this man who raped and killed somebody and then did it again when he was out on bail. You you realize that that is very common. That is not an uncommon event. And so you have to protect yourself and your family. Financially, it's no different. You really think Wall Street has your best interest in heart? You, you really think Sacramento, who now makes it mandatory to have a 401k, has your best interest at heart? The employers are not responsible to put money in. That's fine. Why do you think an employer should handle your retirement anyway? Your employer has one job, and that is if they sell cars, it's to sell cars, not be your health insurance provider your long-term care, let's take care of your retirement. Do you need to be tucked in at night? We'll send some, we're going to send your supervisor over to just give you some cookies and warm milk because we're your employer. We own you. Are you kidding me? Why do you think your employer has any responsibility to do anything about your retirement? It's truly a Democrat idea. 
Now, Republicans will play along, especially in California, because they want to be elected. But the more you have your employer involved in your life, why don't you go back and do some research called the company store? Right? The more you have the employer involved in your life, the more they control things about you and decide whether or not you get a new job, you get a promotion, you go over here, you have wealth, your kids get to buy shoes. What college can you attend? You want your employer to care about all that stuff? It's not their job. And so many of you are like, well, you know, they're greedy son of a guns and look how much money they make. That's their job. Their job is to sell insurance. Their job is to make widgets. Their job is not to act, uh, to, to act about your social uh, feelings. Put their, lick their finger, put it in the air and say, which way is the wind blowing? Yes, we're going to have a, a black gay pride that's transgender on a Thursday. If you've come out and you're black gay pride on a Thursday and you're trans and, and you have, uh, then, then we're going to support you. What is it, 0.3, 0.5% of the population is trans and it, and it took this whole country and flipped it upside down? You guys have to stand up. You know, speaking at the beginning of the show, I took my dog to a, to a pet store and this guy uh, is clearly a Biden voter, clearly. Multiple hard earrings, whatever. He's a nice guy. I've seen him there before. Take her into the pet store. He said, what's their, what's their name? And I looked at him. I said, there's only one dog here. And another kid that was, that was next to him kind of smirked. I said, what is it with your generation forgetting the difference between a plural and a singular noun? There's one dog. It's not a they. It's what's they name. Uh, uh, buddy, it is a dog. And she has a pink little harness on. So probably a good guess, I'm thinking, is a girl. Now, you could have said a, a boy. I would have said, nope, she's a girl. It's okay. And so... I challenged him on it. And I said, what is it with your generation thinking that plurals and singulars are different? There's one dog right there. There's not two. There's no they. And the one kid smirked and the multiple earring with the uh, clear Biden voter T-shirt on walked away. Never really to interact or engage with me again. I'm okay with that. But when are you guys going to stand up? Oh, I don't want to make waves at my job. My job. There's a million jobs out there. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to make. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. It is too late. I'm sorry. You have to be kind, but you better be firm. There's no difference between being kind and firm. You can be both. But if you think the left is playing the same set of rule with the same set of rules, you are wrong. So they create this 401k plan. The lefties in California. You have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. If your company doesn't start a 401k plan, you get to give your money to the state of California and they will manage it for you. Hmm, how's that working out? But let me be clear on what a 401k plan is. I I love them. If it's the only option you have, fine. But you realize rich people create the rules. Rich people made the rules to benefit themselves, their friends, and their family. So they put money into the market, mostly not through retirement plans. Why? Because if there's a loss and your account is not in a retirement account, 
uh, in a retirement plan, right? You put money in the 401k, in the market, it goes down. If it's not in a retirement account, you can write it off on your taxes. When you pay fees, if it's not in a retirement account, your stock market accounts have fees. Yes, they do. Sometimes a lot. And you can deduct it on your taxes. If you want to take the money out, spend it yourself. You pay the lowest tax possible called capital gain. As long as you've owned it for one year and one day. If you have that same stock bond mutual fund inside of a 401k or an IRA and it's in the market and there's a loss, you cannot deduct it on your taxes. You cannot deduct the fees on your taxes. And when you take it out, you pay the highest tax possible. That's called ordinary income tax. So ask yourself, why is it that the left, the Democrats, why is it that they want to create Massive amounts of money going into the market. Because you see, when you put money into your retirement account, in other words, every two weeks it's taken from your paycheck. Boy, that's a brilliant idea. That's an amazing marketing strategy. Can you imagine if if just every two weeks they took it directly from your paycheck? That means money is flowing into the market, pushing up the prices, pushing up the gains of the entire market. Because there is no differentiation between deposits coming into the stock market, bond mutual fund, right? There's no differentiation between that coming in from a 401k IRA or from a wealthy guy who just sold his business or building or you just putting money into the market, right? The, The market doesn't know that. It just sees more people buying than selling. So what does it do to the price? It pushes the price up. So as the price gets pushed up, one year and one day later, rich guy wants to sell it. Guy who writes the rules, mostly Democrats, by the way, they sell it. They pay the lowest income tax possible. 10, 20, 30 years later, you say, now it's time to sell it. You have to pay the highest tax possible. So you see, they use your funds to drive up the price so that when it comes time for them to take money out, it's at a higher price, but at the lowest tax bracket. Oh my gosh. Could this be a conspiracy? Nah, come on. Nice, nice. Boy, boy, a lot of things have to be working for that to happen. Like, Oh, I don't know. Democrats in the Senate, Republicans, rhinos in the house. No, You see, wealthy people don't really care what happens with your 401k. They just want you to put money in. Because the more you're putting in, it pushes up the price. Interesting. So keep that in mind, guys. 401k plans. Look, uh, I think it was Charles Schwab just released a study. Let me grab that. And by the way, here, studies have purposes. You, You understand that, right? The purpose of a study is often very important because it's to push the group think in a particular direction, right? You thought high school was over. Everybody's doing it. Do you see how many people are doing it? Why aren't you? 
That's why I think the amount of people that support President Trump is much higher than what's being reported. Much higher. Again, I'm not saying he's a perfect guy. Maybe he didn't do something wrong. But he should follow Hillary in in jail right after Biden is done being booked. Right? We haven't had this in a long time. If you think President Trump should go to jail for whatever he did, listen, I haven't seen all the evidence. I'm okay with that. But what I have seen about Hillary Clinton is she deserves to be in prison probably for the rest of her life. That's just a guess. You see, Bill Clinton was never a zealot. He was never an ideologue. He was very practical. That's why he flipped in 1994 and followed the Republicans. He wanted to be a two-term president. Hillary is a believer. Look at her time at the Rosewood Law Firm. Hillary Clinton is one of those zealots. She's a believer. She uses the left for her desire. She uses people to create something. You really understand that. So if that's the case, right, if we're starting to think about this and we, and we go back and we say, all right, what's the studies? What are these purpose, the purpose of these studies? <clears throat> so let me, let me tell you this with, I want to say it's Schwab. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Charles Schwab puts this study together and they say, oh, young people want to put more money in 401ks. Young people won't take a job unless it has a 401k. The percentage of young people that want a job that has a 401k 62% would, would take a 401k if it had it. So you understand that most young people are not putting it in, not putting money into the market. They're not putting money into the market for a simple reason. They don't trust it. Right Today they understand more than anything. The Robin Hoods of the world and those kinds of applications looking at what's happening with the financial institution, the lack of trust with our political leaders. And so when they're not putting into the system, when the Democrats' message is now falling short on the financial front, where people are not able to put money in, they're not doing it. Now what do you have? Panic. You see, 10,000 people a day turn 65. 10,000 a day. We also have 10,000 a day, wait for it, that turn age seven zero. Yes. Next year, we'll have 10,000 people a day turn 73. And that goes on for the next 20 years. That means 10,000 people a day turn 73 for the next 20 years. What is that required? What are you required to do with your retirement account if you're a poor working person and your retirement account is inside of the market? Even if you're, you know, affluent. But if your retirement account is in the market, you're 73 years old, you have a required minimum distribution. So what do they send you in the mail? A bunch of share certificates or dollars? That's right. So in a couple of years, when 10,000 people a day are required to sell their stock bond mutual funds, turn them into cash, and most of the time they just put it in the bank or they spend it, you, you realize what that does to the market. When there's a required amount of sale to happen every single day, every single year, when people hit that requirement, what does that 
do to the market? What kind of pressure when more are selling and less are buying? When you have more people saying, oh, I, it's, I don't need the money, but I have to. I have to. So they take it out. And then you have less people on the front end, Gen Z, Gen X, millennials, who are putting less and less in the market through their retirement account because they don't trust it. They're learning what I'm telling you now, which is it seems to be rigged for those that do not have money in the market under a retirement account. If you have money under a retirement account, you realize that you have to pay capital gains tax. You realize you have to pay, sorry, income tax at ordinary income tax. You do not get to take advantage of the lowest tax possible, which could even be zero. Did you know that? You realize that if managed properly, you can pull money out of the market. You could make lots of money in the market, pull it out as long as it's not in a retirement account and pay zero. So do you see what I'm saying? Most of the young millennial folks, Gen Z, Gen Xers, that are starting to have a job with money say, no, thank you. I'm going to opt out. And now on the back end, we have 10,000 people a day that are required to take money out of the market. Why do you think Congress moved that number from 70 and a half to 72, then to 73? Why do you think they did that? Because they're generous and they don't want your tax money? Or because they know that that's going to automatically create a waterfall devastating effect in the market. It's pretty scary, isn't it? Triple eight ninety nine retire eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. I don't like your retirement accounts in the market. That's not what we do. We use safety, guarantees of principal, interest. You're never going to make home runs. You're not going to hit, you know, twenties and thirty percent. It just rarely, if if ever, going to happen. You're going to get reasonable rates of return with us, and you never go backwards. But you want a strategy, right? Don't you want an income strategy that says it doesn't matter what happens to the world? I'm still here. I'm still going to live. I still want to spend my money. That's what we're here for. Stay with me after the break. I'm Aaron Fallaby. This is the Total Financial Hour, Triple Eight Ninety Nine Retire, your place for news, talk, and information. This is AM870, The Answer. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power. Security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Arab Halabi, the total financial hour. Look, your family's finances, you need to make sure that you are in control. Uh, look, there's a lot of scary things that are happening. I don't know if you've seen that yet. D- did you hear what happened with, with China doing this last week? D- did anybody pay attention to that? So here's what's, here's what's taking place. China is probing the U.S. infrastructure system. They've been doing this for years, actually, but they've accelerated it recently. They, they hit our hospital, random hospital chains across the United States. I'm going to tell you what we know. I'm going to tell you what I think. Okay. So what I know is China is responsible. They're the, the country, the military, the special division of the military, cyber division, 
they are responsible for probing, testing uh, our infrastructure systems through bugs, through worms, uh, putting systems in place that are dormant, meaning nothing's going to happen until they, they pull a switch or they send a code. So a lot of these viruses have been a part of the water treatment centers. You've seen them shut down. You've seen water uh, distribution systems, dams. You, you have seen natural gas pipelines, switches that have been forced open or forced close. Well, this week it's been hospitals. And that is a big problem. Because if you understand how these systems work, it doesn't take very much to become a, a challenge. So here's what here's what we know. We know they've t- probed uh, hospitals, the internet in general, banking institutions, big banks. We know they have probed and have gone after uh, traffic light systems, forcing traffic lights on, for, forcing traffic lights off. They have that capability inside because those are all controlled by local city, county, state governments. They're not controlled by state or federal. So that means the money that is in place to try to make sure that these systems are up to date and have the latest security, it's very, very rare. And China has one of the largest spy networks, still still what we know, I'm not giving you what I think yet. China has the largest spy network in the history of mankind. There has never been a spy network, even at the height of the Cold War with the U.S. and and Soviet Russia. China has spies throughout the Caribbean. Some of them are running dry cleaners and liquor stores and grocery stores. Some of them are running, uh, working at universities and working in labs. Some of them are Chinese. We just saw two caught this week that were American citizens with the U.S. Navy. We know that they work for the U.S. government. We know that they work for JPL. We know that they work for NASA. We know that the Chinese have spies and uh, spy infrastructure throughout our country because we are a generous and a giving and an open country. We also know that China has spies at the university level, high, low, and in the middle, everywhere in between. We also know that there are dozens of school districts, probably hundreds, but we know for sure dozens of, of high school, elementary school districts in the United States that China is giving money to millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, and which is in turn forcing things to turn around. You you will see it with China studies program. You'll see it with Mandarin education program. You'll see it with Cantonese uh, cultural programs. Here's what we know. We still know this. We still know that China has police stations inside of the United States in which they are setting up, I think, this is the I think, for an invasion of Taiwan and a disruption of the United States infrastructure. Because if we have chaos happening inside of the country, we are less likely to go after and protect Taiwan, the Philippines, Vietnam, because that's who China is going after, by the way. The five biggest countries that are going to have a problem with China 
is not the United States. We are just their big, big brother. We're their protector. It's going to be Japan, the Philippines, Vietnam. You're going to see Malaysia. You're going to see Singapore. India is trying to make nice. They're on the outside, but maybe they'll come back in as far as being a, being a good guy or an enemy with the United States. We don't know. That's the I think part. Back to the I know. We know that they have labs in the United States that are bioweapon labs. Fresno just, just found one uh, last week or in the last couple of weeks. In, the, in, in California, by the way, Fresno. Five freeway, two hours later, downtown L.A. Right, so you realize it's not that far away. Maybe three hours if they do the speed limit. So here's my here's my I think now. I'm going to only go to I think now. Here's what I think. I think China is uh, pushing the United States because we are a weak government. At least we are perceived to be weak at this time. Both our military, I'm sorry, men, women in the military, but the general staff need to be fired yesterday new president comes in he needs to fire layers of general staff which is one four five four uh, four three two one star generals and maybe even full bird colonels anybody who went along with this woke program anybody who believes that we should be focusing on uh pride week transgender this instead of getting people ready and you need to go through the internal agencies from the National Education Insti- uh, Association, right? Any any educational institute in the United States needs to have top to bottom, which means Stanford, for sure Stanford, for sure Harvard, Yale, Brown, UCLA, USC, for sure. The, that's the I know. I should go back. That's the I know. There are treasonous activities happening at institutions and colleges across the country. Some of them are the ones that I just mentioned. We know that. Look at page 17 of the of the Times. Every once in a while they cover it. You know, it's in the corner and the small. It's, it's two inches by one inch. Very, very small article. And go on. Next. So I think countries like the Philippines and Japan and Vietnam specifically because they all surround the the China Sea and Taiwan, of course. They really have to to band together. China has people everywhere. Uh, You heard that I was recently on vacation in Central America, and I was in Costa Rica and Panama. You you go there, and and I saw new uniforms, but I saw Chinese stuff everywhere. And they said, oh, yeah, you see that, that grocery store over there? It's beautiful. It's huge. It looks like a, you know, a medium sized grocery store in the United States. I said, yeah. They said, well, China controls the port, the truck drivers. China controls the diesel truck, uh, diesel fuel distribution. And then China owns these grocery stores. And then the owners of the grocery stores don't just live in the community. It's like the old Roman days. Their grocery store is in the front and behind them is a huge mansion. Courtyards and, and waterfalls and swimming pools in the center and big houses behind and they stick to themselves. They have an infrastructure of people inside of the country that are various levels of, of operation. And every time the police start to complain, every time 
they you know they catch a young man because usually it's the, the the young man driving crazy or acting stupid or committing a crime even the the, the Chinese write a check and buy the police new uniforms buy the officers new guns new cars this is from an officer's mouth a high level officer in one of those countries I mentioned he said there's nothing we can do Arif. He said, I am so pro-American. I was educated in the States. I came back here to, to be in law enforcement. And here's the way we have now decided to live as a nation. So my point is, President Biden knows this. Now, maybe he knew it at one time. Now he doesn't know his name. And so with all of this happening what do you need to do to be prepared? People ask me all the time, Arif, how much money should I have at home? Should I buy gold and silver? I said, well, I can give you my personal opinion. Professionally, it's up to you. But my personal opinion is, I think you should have some gold and silver at home. I don't know how much. Experts say 5% of your net worth. Some say 10. But here's what I think. Gold is like a store of wealth. Like if I own this building, okay, this building, I can't take a piece of drywall to the grocery store. If there's an emergency, if things shut down, right, if the banking system shuts down the the, the ATM machines for a day or a week or a month, or even just an earthquake, right? I mean, gosh, we had natural disasters that have shut down our infrastructure, right? If something like that occurs, I can't take drywall to the grocery store. Yes, on paper, I own this building. It's a million dollars. Thank you. You need currency. You need dollars. So how much money? That's up to you. Do I think you should have fives and tens and ones? Yes. Twenties? Sure. I don't think you should have just stacks of $100 bills because you're going to go buy a gallon of milk and give a $100 bill and they're going to say, yep, that's it. Did you want change? You say, well, yes. Well, I don't have any change. Did you want a gallon of milk? Yes. Well, sorry, then it's 100 bucks. It's what happened in the Northridge earthquake. People were selling gallons of milk and bottles of water or, or a gallon jugs of water. I know. I was in Northridge. I was a policeman in Northridge when the earthquake hit. I mean, I was at home, but, but by the time I got there, right, that, that was part of my job. 12-hour shifts for months. So I need you to realize that part of this formula for you of wealth and success and emergency preparedness isn't just a steady stream of income. Yes, it is. But it's also... A steady protection mechanism, meaning should you have food at home? Yeah, what, a week or two per person, maybe three weeks? I didn't mean you know filet mignon and caviar, but you should have some food at home. You should have water. If you're one of those that don't believe that the plastic jugs or, or uh, bottles of water rather are good for you, then, then create something else. Get the non-PBA or APAB free, whatever that works for you. There's mechanisms in place. For you to find gluten-free, dairy-free. And every time you go shopping, get one or two things, four or five things more. And set it aside. So now we know you should have fives and tens and twenties, not just $100 bills. Certainly $1 bills work too. Gold and silver. Yeah, silver is a currency. It's what, 30 bucks a coin or something now. 30 or 35, whatever it is. Should you have some of that? Probably. Gold, probably. Gold is a store of wealth. Silver might be a currency. So do you see where I'm going with it? 
you decide what matters to you. How much cash should you keep at home? Well, certainly hundreds of dollars of bill, hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands, depending on your personal situation. I have one friend who said he's been taking money out of the bank for years, a little at a time each and every month. He has almost seven figures in the bank. Wonderful. I mean, seven figures uh, in his safe at home and in his office. Great. You do that. You're not going to earn any interest. It goes down in value every day because it's not in a bank and inflation occurs. But that's up to you. But I want you to be thinking because we know China, if you don't think China can create problems in the United States, you just haven't been paying attention. They can and they will. Russia is irrelevant to the security of this country. Irrelevant. It's it's basically less relevant than Italy as far as the impact as an enemy to the United States. China, on the other hand, has been infiltrating this country for years. They have women that come to this country, right? You've heard of the honey, what is it? The honey pot? I think that's what it's called, right? They have women that have come to this country that have intermarried. They are executives. They are daughters of generals in the Chinese up, up military, right? Way up high. And they come to this country and they marry folks that were their professors at Caltech, marry their professors at Stanford, get into a relationship with Eric Swalwell. Men who, who get in and get a job with Diane Feinstein for 20 years. She had a spy driving her around, listening to all of her conversations, reporting back on everything, any documents left on the seat while she went into a meeting, any documents in her briefcase when she went home for the night, 100% of everything that went on in the Senate Intelligence Committee, chairwoman, Senate Foreign Relations Committee, ranking member, China got a report. China infiltrated nearly immediately. This is, okay, now this is what we know. Both of those things we know. They infiltrated nearly immediately the server in the downstairs basement of Hillary Clinton. They knew immediately the day-to-day operations of what the ambassadors, right? Because the secretary of state is in charge of ambassadors. Public policy, international policy. So when the president of the United States says, this is what we're going to do, it's interpreted by Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton then tells her ambassadors, this is what we're going to do. There's a high level meeting. There's a behind the scenes negotiations. There's top secret uh, deal making that's happening. All of that stuff that's happening behind the scenes, we know. And what's done, what, what is done with it? Very simple. That's how we know that China knew everything that the U.S. was doing before. Sometimes the ambassadors knew that what they were going to do. Before the international policy team, when, when SEAL teams were being deployed. I mean, everything. That is a very scary situation. Why do you think they're afraid of President Trump? Oh, Arif, did you hear what he said? He's so arrogant. Oh, my gosh. 
Get over yourself. Your opinion of arrogance is irrelevant to the president of the United States. Love you. I'm glad you listened to the show. But your opinion of who's arrogant and who's not, who's nice and who's not, who's good looking and who's not, who's creepy and who's not, irrelevant to the impact that the president of the United States can have on the world. Well, Eric, you know, people just didn't like him. Well, which people? There were people that didn't like me when I was a policeman. Most of them were crooks and gang members. I was kind of okay with that, just so you know. Right, 11 years on the job, I never wanted a policeman, uh, I never wanted a crook or, or a, a bad guy or a gang member to go, oh, Arif, uh, you know, I've been dealing drugs for this long and now I just don't like you anymore. I'm okay with that. When you have the swamp, the infrastructure, just like the President of the United States, because he's trying to put China under its control, because it will affect you financially. There is no question. How? I don't know. Not sure yet. That's the I don't know part. What I do know is it will affect you. So you want to have money safe. You have to have a protection at home. You have to have enough ammunition and uh, protection if you have a firearm or some way of self-defense protection for your family. I don't know what. I'm afraid of this. Then go get trained on that. I don't like this. Well, then learn how to like it. Right? Uh, most of you are adults. You kind of settled into the, your way of life. Like this is what you now call normal. Got it. This kind of standard of living, this way calling normal. I get it. That's what you call normal now. If you want to be an intelligent, informed adult, then you have to grow, change, adapt. You don't just sit in a rocking chair and say, you've reached the pinnacle of your life or sit in front of me TV or, or whatever the latest. I love those shows because it reminds me of my childhood. But for those of you that sit there 10, 12 hours a day, worse, ready for this, worse, ready for this, you sit on that silly phone. Go into your settings and see how many hours a day you're on that phone. Go, it'll tell you. Five, six, seven, eight, ten hours. It'll tell you. It'll tell you what apps or what games. You are insane if you think your life is over and the only thing you think you can do is sit there on that phone or in front of that TV. Get out there. Teach people. Babysit. Educate. Tutor. Speak in public. Stand up for what you believe in. It is the only way that we can defeat these crazies. It is the only way. It is not going to come from you sitting in front of a TV telling, asking somebody, so what should I believe next? Got it. What should I believe next? Got it. This is the only way your family is going to be. Why would they ever respect you? Why would they ever look at you and go, wow, I'm proud to be that person's family member? Oh, I remember when dad made a difference, but not anymore. Mom made a difference, but now they just exist. They're like a blob. Yeah, you know, like a, something that sits on a rock. Yeah, that's them. You guys have to fight. Because nobody's going to stand up for you like you. You know that President Biden is not. You certainly know President Trump is not. It's not his job. I started this hour of the program saying you thought your company's job was to take care of you. It is not. Their job is to pay you for what you do. Now, what do you do with the money? You buy more and more fancy cars? Great. Fancy shoes? Wonderful. You want to invest and sacrifice and then eventually buy your first home? That's what you do with your money. 
You, you want to save for your retirement or build wealth? That's what you do. It is simple today. Not easy because it takes time, right? Wealth is not an overnight success, regardless of what this latest lotto winnings seems to indicate. I have three lotto winners as clients. One of them came to me after their second bankruptcy. Lotto does nothing. Wealth does nothing except expose where your weaknesses are. Just like if you were a manager at a fast food restaurant or a sergeant on the police department, if you were a jerk or a bully as a police officer, when you become a sergeant, you're a jerk and a bully that's bigger because you have even more power. Then you become a captain and you have even more power. We saw it today. Guys that were street cops with me that were kind of jerks. I watched the news and guess who's on a, yep, there he is with a couple of bars or stars. And you go, wow, really? That guy was such a jerk. I bet he's a jerk now. So I asked some of my friends, hey, was that guy? Yep, sure is. Huh. Imagine that. Right? You've seen it. Somebody who works at fast food restaurant in the front with a white shirt. And then in the back, they have a blue shirt. That's how you know who the supervisor is. If they were a jerk in the front, now they have even more power and even more power. Well, money's no different. If you want to be a good person with money, then learn how to be a good person with what you have. Be generous with what you have. You don't have to give millions. Give $10. Help one person. You don't have to help millions. Help one. And then you get a little more power. You can help too. You see, because nobody's going to care about your financial life as much as you. Nobody. After the break, I have your emails. I have an email from somebody. It's going to be a short one because I'm going to cover a couple something else, but it's very important. She sent it to me last week. I want to address it because I think it's very powerful. It's one of the reasons I, I decided the second half of this hour to, to cover what I've covered is in preparation and leading up to her email after the top of the hour. So stay tuned. I have a couple of really good emails for you here today on the Total Financial Hour. This is important for your family's finances because... I need to wake you up. Somebody has to care about your family. That's what we do. Our job is to give you reliable retirement income that never goes away. Goes up when the market goes up. If the market goes down, if the index goes down, you just stay the same. You don't lose. You need to keep up with inflation because inflation is a lot more than what the Biden administration is telling you. It's funny. I don't know if Mrs. Jean-Pierre actually believes what she's saying. I think she knows well, I believe she knows that she's lying. I don't think she's dumb enough to think everybody believes it. I think she's dumb enough to think that she can get away with it, right? Like I'm lying and you're lying, but all of us know that you're not going to call me out as a liar. Ah, surprise, Mrs. Jean-Pierre, CBS News, CNN is starting to. Let's see if they develop any serious courage. Because that's what you need in retirement is courage. I'll handle the financial part. You handle the courage part. Stay with me after the break. Your emails, pretty interesting one. I wanted to cover it. I brought it to the forefront because I think it's very timely. I'm Eric Hallaby, 888 retire 888-997-3847, 888-99-RETIRE, 997-3847. Stay with me after the break. Eric Hallaby. On the Total Financial Hour on AM 870, the answer. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial.
The Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby. 888-997-3847. I have to, have to do it in my head. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. Hey, uh, I want to give you a couple of things uh, before I get to our emails. Uh, I want to touch on what I think most people forget about, which is the idea of saving for retirement isn't just a one-way street, meaning it doesn't just have to be stock bond mutual funds, right? Or even annuities for that matter. It can be real estate. It can be businesses. It can be today, you know, CDs, et cetera, could have a reasonable rate of return, at least for a short term. They're not going to have it very long, maybe a few months, maybe maybe even a year or two. Eventually, they'll go back down. They have to. Right. Part of the challenge is when to go from one to another or to diversify or to have some here and some there. Every financial expert, whoever you talk to, they'll always say this. The rule of 100 is this. Your age minus 100, that's the amount of risk you should have. So basically, to sum it up, it's your age in the percentage. So if you're 65, then you should have around 65% of your money at risk in the market. Now, you can have a little more or a little less, depending on your situation. If you have six apartment buildings or you're going to inherit $2 million from a guaranteed play, right? If you, depending on what it is, you can have a little bit more risk. But if you say, no, this is everything for me. I'm a single lady, never been married, no children. My life is going to be in my hands, financially speaking. Then maybe we have, and, and you're 65 years old, maybe we have 75% safe and away from the market. Right, so, so it's just kind of a guideline, but we don't stray too far from that. Every expert knows that. The problem that I'm finding is in the financial world, a lot of the stock bond broker guys are telling, because it was very favorable when you were a baby boomer and you were in your 30s and 40s, because then you would have 70% at risk. And that was great. So they love that guideline. They love the rule. Today, our baby boomers with most of the money, the 70 plus million of you, you're now in your 60s and 70s. So it's not favorable for them. So they have to create new rules. They have to kind of pretend like they didn't know that one existed. Or they'll say things like, oh, yeah, safety, like a bond. I'm like, well, can bonds go up and down? Well, yes. Wait, I can lose money in a bond? Yes, you can. Now, not if you hold it for the whole duration. But do you have 30 years when you're 70 years old? Do you, do you really want to hold that bond for 20 years or 30 years? Maybe. So part of this is to kind of know that a diversification approach is real, up to whatever you're capable, willing, wanting to do. Okay, so don't forget that. All right, I, I want to touch on something that uh, I think is pretty important, and it was from a listener. I, I don't want to use your name, so I'm not going to, but I do want you to know this. Uh, I received your your email. And I think this is pretty important. So it's a lady that uh, was listening to the show last week. 
normally it's a week or two or three before I put your your letters on because I look to see if I can get a consensus, if there's an issue or a problem. But this is one that really came to mind because I I had a this issue many times this past week. So I thought I'm going to push this to the forefront. All right. Dear Eric, I heard you today and you mentioned that it is not time for to be non-political. Basically, it is a time to be political is what we're saying. Continuing, I'm currently looking for a guy on a dating website and I have my profile that I am a Trump gal. Because you don't always read the profiles, sometimes they contact me anyway. So I make sure that I write that I am a Trump gal. The latest guy said this, and this is what I want to get to. I don't have any problems with Trump or politics. I just don't like to get involved in politics. I don't know if that makes any sense, he says. Well, I'm not going to read the rest of her email, but just enough for you to know that her concern is, Arif, do I hold true to that? And why do you even say that? Why is that even a thing? Can't we just be apolitical like we used to be 20 years ago? Well, I wish we could. Your, your email is clear that at age 70, it's nice to have companionship, no question about it. And even to have companionship that doesn't always agree with you, but somebody who does have beliefs. You see, I think the worst people in the world are those that are wishy-washy, financially speaking. I'm not talking about their, their uh, soul, right? That's God's job. I can talk about your intentions, right? If you, if you the Vici, give you a, a good example, the Vici in, in France, right? In World War II, these were, these were French people that said, well, fight, I could die, I could lose my farm, or I'll just acquiesce. Today, I put up a new flag, yay, I'm pro-German. These people had American flags, German flags, Russian flags. It all depends on who showed up. And then they were like, yay, that's who I am now. Well, this isn't. That doom and gloom, meaning somebody isn't going to be coming down the street who says, uh, do you support us or not? But you saw how many women that dated and catered to the German soldiers that were under their protection and that had their head shaved in the town square. That's how they knew because it would take a long time for that to happen. But it was really a symbol of forgiveness that eventually the hair would grow out and there was a time of healing and forgiveness. Maybe it was six months. Maybe it was a year. They didn't kill them. They shaved their heads. They embarrassed them. They shamed them. That's the kind of thing I'm, I'm thinking we need to do. Not the shave the head part. But I think there needs to be some embarrassment and shame to the Don Lemons. Right? The, uh, the MSNBC uh, couple that had their affair that are still on whatever their Morning Joe show is, right? They, they, that's what they did. I mean, I don't know. You can call it whatever they want. They left their spouses for each other so that they can give moral advice on President Trump and the country and you, right? Those kinds of people should be publicly shamed. Now, not everybody's going to believe that. So I, I'm okay if you don't believe that. Right, If you still have a, a sense of decorum and you think there is a kind way out of this. I used to believe that. Maybe six months ago I believed it. But I don't anymore. I think the left has fought way too hard to go after the President of the United States, Merrick Garland, 
Kamala Harris, and really Jill Biden. Jill, Jill Biden, President Biden's wife, is the evil one in the story. She's the bad guy in the story. She knows what's happening. And she's doing this for power. She knows he is incompetent. She knows he doesn't know what time it is. She knows that he goes to bed with milk and cookies by 6 p.m. And he has to have whatever Adderall or other medication he has to have in order to function. She knows that. And she puts her personal wealth and her family above the country. That, to me, my friend, is the bad guy in the story. So, those are the kinds of things that I think your date, your partner, should recognize. They should recognize that there is a war happening. There are many ways to fight the war. But if they don't even recognize there is a war, and I don't mean, you know, you can put quotes around it. Right? A war on your freedoms. A cultural war that's going after. You can't say Merry Christmas. You can't say you have a beautiful boy. Well, he hasn't decided if he's a boy yet. He's only two. Excuse me? You have to shame those people. I wish it wasn't that way. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. I I wish I could be kind. The war is here. I'm sorry. It just is. And now the time for apologies is over. And their world is filled with people that think the same way. They just need a little push. They need to know it's okay to say things. I I covered last hour that these, that these uh, polls, right? 54% support president Trump, 52%, whatever. You know how they, the pollsters that, that guessed that knew president Trump was going to win the last election were the ones that said, who did you vote for? And they said, I'm not sure yet. Uh, Could be Hillary even though those people voted for Trump, but they were afraid to tell the pollster. But here's how they asked the question. Do you have any friends that would vote for President Trump? And they said, oh, yeah, 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 lots of friends. Most of my friends. Not them. No, 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 not me, because, you know, there's public pressure. So I'm not going to tell you, Mr. and Mrs. Pollster. But I am going to say that I do have friends, because that's, you know, that's mild. It's not, uh, you know, there's no pressure there. So if those that are willing to come out and fight and say, yes, I'm voting for President Trump against Biden today, how many more must be coming out because they're afraid, but they will quietly go behind the scenes and vote for him? I don't know, maybe another 10%. So if this man is not willing to come out or a man is not willing to come out and say that something is wrong and I'm going to fight. Lots of ways to do it. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to have a radio show. You don't have to take massive money to support the Dennis Prager show. Larry Elder is president. You don't have to do that. I do. Because I'm putting big parts of my family wealth at risk. It's called courage. You have to have something to lose. What do you... If this man does not have anything to lose, then you have to ask yourself, what does he stand for? And here's what I would do. You're looking for a partner, all of you, everybody. It stinks to be alone. I understand that. Ask him this. You're driving on the side of the road and you see somebody with three puppies. And he's kicking these little puppies. Oh, horrible, right? For me, that's, that's really bad. 
throwing them on the side of the road, abandoning them, kicking them, pushing them. Would you stop your car? Oh, yes. uh, Puppies? Of course, Arif. Who doesn't like kittens? You, You don't hurt kittens in front of me. You don't hurt puppies in front of me. What are you talking about? Okay, now now there's a homeless guy who's a drug addict, who has mentally ill. He's on the side of the road, right at the freeway off-ramp. You're stopped. Oh, wait, you ignore him, didn't you? Now, don't think the opposite of ignore is giving him money because that's feeding his addiction. Those are the same thing as far as impact. Ignoring him and giving him money is both an evil thing to do. You may not be evil. The action is. So what are you going to do? What, what do you fight for? What matters to you? I, I, I don't know. I mean, is it just the puppy dogs and kittens that are hurt on the side of the road? Is, is that when you stand up? A, a veteran. Oh, oh, it's a veteran. Oh, well, that guy's a veteran in the wheelchair over there underneath the freeway. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, yes, I see what you did. You got mad on social media. You posted, ready for this? Oof, you posted a comment. Whew, take a break. Posted a comment. That's huge. That must have taken you 10, 12 seconds. Were you in the air conditioning when you did it or was it hot outside? I just want to know. Like, like how difficult was it while you were doing that? I think you need to understand that, that I'll, I'll give you a good example, right? It's a friend of mine, Irene. Chose to stand up. First, most important part is the political conversation. I'm sorry, I wish it wasn't that way. Right, let me tell you where it is for me and, and for my children. Number one, it has to be our faith because that matters deeply. Number two, our politics. What's the left? Number one, your politics. Number two, your race. That, that's all that matters to them. And sometimes they flip. Race, politics, politics, race. That's the left wing. Right? That's the Democrats of the United States. They need to have what you look like matter because they cannot control the heart anymore. They used to control the heart, but not anymore. So they have to control the what you look like. very important because if you start dating people, if you start encouraging people that are not just uh, sitting on the sidelines, in other words, people that are going to fight back, you see, Hitler did not go into Switzerland. That's where all the wealth was. You understand the amount of gold, physical gold, money, currency, diamonds in the vaults of Swiss banks was more than probably most, if not the rest of Europe. In fact, crown jewels of kings and queens, many of them were in Swiss vaults. So why didn't Hitler take it? Because I think it, I want to say it was the age of 12. It could have been 10 or 12 or 14, right in there. But every man, woman, and child of that age had to have at least two firearms and be proficient. You understand that? That means you are fighting every man, woman, and child. Not the military, but every man, woman, and child. They were taught to fight back. 
You see, in the United States, if we can convince you, if we can drug you with Adderall, if we can drug you with Ritalin, if we can drug you with with COVID-19 shots, vaccines, where the young fighting men, right, the, the man of that age have inflamed hearts, if we can convince you to be addicted to porn, if we can convince you to be addicted to this uh, Call of Duty gaming, whatever it might be, you can, you know, Madden football, I don't care. You're playing two, four, five, ten hours on a Saturday and a Sunday. If we can convince that same young age of men to be uh, literally in their left pocket, have a vaping thing where they are almost mainlining some sort of drug. Mainline, take a puff. It's the phone and the vape. That's all they need. They don't even need money or a credit card. It's on your phone. But heaven forbid, go somewhere without that. Oh, I need a hit. I need a hit. And add in there one of the monster drinks or some of these caffeinated two, three, four hundred milligram caffeinated beverage. Right? Red Bull was once a day. That's what it was supposed to be. Tough night, studying hard. How many people drink four, five, six of those? How many people drink a 12-pack of soda per day? You see, it's not, generally speaking, it's not 69-year-old, 75-year-old men that are doing this. It's that young, healthy, that can barely spell workout or gym. And all they do is mainline this vaping and these monster drinks. You see, if you're somebody who stands for principles... And you're not distracted, then I think we have a shot as a country, right? They're trying to disarm us every time you turn around. I mean, you hear that. If you're a young man, your job is to protect, period. It is. And young women, too, of course, but not even close to the same. Your job is to protect young men. That's, it. that's, that's your job, man. Open the door for a young woman. Protect our sisters, our mothers, our sisters, our cousins, our wives, our, our daughters. That's our job. And if you look in the mirror and you're not fit, if you look in the mirror and you can't run or fight, I don't mean you have to. Of course not. But if the amount of estrogen in your body succeed, uh, exceeds the amount of testosterone, you got a problem, boys, men. Because the Democrats have figured this out. And not all of them. Some of them are just lemmings. They'll follow along. Why? Because oh, they just I hate Trump. But why do you hate Trump? I just hate him. Look at him. Look what he said. Well, who cares? So you have to really get in there. I appreciate you sending me that email. But I think it matters. Now, listen, loneliness stinks. Not being with somebody stinks. I get it. I've tried to convince Dennis. I spoke to him. I'm speaking with him again coming up in the next couple of weeks. And the last time I spoke to him, I, I, I said, listen, and it was probably the third time I mentioned it, by the way, in the last six or seven years that I've known him. And I said, you know, a lot of my clients that are single, especially ladies, are asking for you to put on a dating event, you know, a singles event, maybe Valentine's. I said, I'll sponsor it, right? You come and talk. We'll bring single men, single women. Obviously, because they, they hear us, they come. 
to this event, they've got a great, at least a similar outlook as everybody else. Wouldn't that be awesome? So I've tried that the last few years. I can't get him over the hump on that. Why don't you send him an email or call into his show? Tell him that Arif will sponsor that event, right? I think it's amazing. I think it's great to have companionship and partnership and at the same time have somebody who believes in your same values. Again, I think faith is first and then political views today. But it hasn't always been that way. I know that in my parents' household, there's been times when they've voted differently. One one felt one way, one felt another way, especially somebody polarizing like President Trump, right? Women just think that by voting for him, they, they lose some of their femininity and their control and their feminism. Okay, if you're that shallow, if it's about you, but it's never been about me. For me, it's about the country. I'll take care of myself. I want you guys to take care of yourself. Financially, this is what matters. Because when you retire in the next month or so, back to my letter. So I'm asking you, Arif, tell me again what you said were the reasons we had to get involved in politics. He is thinking of retiring next month. I hope that you will give me some ideas on what to tell him. In the meantime, I'm still looking. You tell him that the time of sitting on the fence is over. It is not the same when you have parents not speaking to their children because their children are conservative and the parents are liberal. And most likely it's the other way around. The kids are not speaking to the parents. I've probably had a half a dozen of these folks come into me in the last, in the last month. Right? You come in and you say, oh, I, I say, great, he married. Yeah, great. Do you have any, any kids? Yeah, I have three kids. How old are they? You tell me. And then I ask, are they good kids? And almost always they say yes, but once in a while they'll hesitate. Probably five or six times in the last month, it's been, well, you know, one of them doesn't talk to me. I go, oh no, what happened? Is, she, is everything okay? Well, I'm going to disinherit her because her and her partner, I go, oh crap. You see, because partner doesn't mean gay. It just means that they are in the... Uh, we are equal and there's no difference between a man and a woman kind of a people. Her and her partner think, I go, are they married? Yeah, they're married. Okay, well, her and her partner, you know, they moved away because of my support and I'm conservative and we can't even talk about that. And last Thanksgiving, she walked out on the house and what the heck? That's never happened before. The only way to fight fire is with fire. I'm sorry. They're not violent, so don't get violent, right? The BLM and Antifa's are. That's why the police have to be violent. They have to defend themselves. But you guys have to stand up. You have to be the person who can come to... Look, in, in Christianity, we have something called apologetics. You have to give a reason for your faith, right? Dr. Hank Hanagram, Dr. Walter Martin, some of you can remember back that far, KKLA, it's a sister station to AM870. When I was a new Christian at 18 years old, 40 years ago, I sat down and, and I was working security in a parking lot while I would go to school in the morning and I'd work security at night while employees came to the, get their cars. 
And so my job was to kind of keep an eye on them. And part of that that's important is to make sure you understand that they were there for me to teach me how to defend my faith, to give me a reason for what I believed, why I believed what I believed. Well, I think you need to have conservative apologetics. Why do you believe what you believe? It doesn't mean you're going to convince them, but it means those that are on the fence are going to be convinced to come to your side. It's going to mean that for those that are conservative, you're going to give them safety and security in understanding why they should be conservative. Why today we are talking about these particular values in a way in which many people forget used to be just normal, right? It used to just be normal. Did you know that? It was normal to actually love your country. That was just called normal. It was normal to thank veterans. That was just normal. It was normal to say the Pledge of Allegiance, to stand up when the national anthem, oh, my heart breaks. It, it, it breaks the women's soccer. You know, the oh, treason is such a strong word. Uh, unpatriotic women. Oh, oh, Biden voters. Right. What was there? One woman on that team had the courage. I would bet there's a few others that were just afraid. Right. They were bullied. They were probably bullied with surveys just like some of those surveys that I gave you last hour. They were bullied by the news they watch and said, well, you know, I really don't believe. They were bullied like that man, uh, the young man at the pet store the other day, right? When, when one of them said they, and I'm like, there's one dog there, buddy, one dog. It's, there's no they. She's got a pink little harness on, right? I, I, I looked and that young man knew what I meant. And then the other one retreated with the earrings and the, the butterflies and the whatever he was going on. Because you have to make them look silly. You can love their soul. But you have to say your views are crazy. The king has no clothes. Don't play along. And I think, I believe, if you have the courage to stand up, and then the reasons behind why you believe what you believe. And that comes from Prager University, that comes from Dennis, comes from uh, Sebastian Gorka, Brandon Tatum. It comes from the men and the women, the Laura Ingrams of the world. It comes from them telling you common sense, everyday basic stuff that you can stand up and fight. Right? I, I like Megyn Kelly. I think she's got a lot of great points. That's what you do. But Eric, if I don't talk to people, I'm nervous, I'm afraid, you, I'm embarrassed. Get over it. That was yesterday. I'll finish this half hour and then I've got a great email when I come back here in just a second. My daughter was about four, maybe five. I think she was coming up on five years old. And she was always shy, just like kind of came out of nowhere. And then she turned five and she's standing and I'm talking to a friend and he looks at her and he says, she's just hugging my leg. And he says, wow, Amber, you're, you're kind of shy, aren't you? And she said, yes. And I turned to her. I said, no, 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 you're not shy anymore, sweetie. She said, I'm not. I go, no, sweetie. You were shy when you were four, but when you turned five, you stopped being shy. She said, I did. I said, yep. She said, oh, okay. That was it. 
They believe what you tell them to believe because they're kids. Your friends, your family, they'll believe what you tell them to believe because you believe it. Conservative apologetics. I think that ought to be a class taught at school. Continuing after the break, this email I think will blow your mind. We come back on the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby, 888 Retire. Stay with me on AM870 The Answer. We'll be right back. Arif makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Eric Halaby. Appreciate you being here. Total Financial Hour, your place for news, talk, and information. Our emails now. I told you about our. Uh, we had a little email from before. I wanted to cover that because I think it's it's powerful to have the ideas about companionship. I mean, we see it we see it all the time, and it's definitely a concern. I don't blame you for being concerned when you're thinking about how your family is trying to kind of push you in one direction, and then you're trying to find a partner or somebody that's with you. It's difficult. I understand. All right. This email is interesting because it's from a veteran, and I want to share a couple of things with you. Uh, First of all, I don't know, maybe one out of 10 times. I'm going to be generous. could be one out of 15. One out of 10 times, a veteran will come into my office and actually know the benefits that they receive or that they're eligible for, at least eligible to apply for. Most of the time, they don't even know. Uh, it, it's shocking to me. I, I guess somebody, I don't know if it's on purpose, doesn't want you to know about certain types of benefits that are out there for veterans. There's still a, uh, a potential pension or a payout for veterans that were part of Desert Storm or Desert Shield when there were those burn pits. So if you're a veteran, you served over there during any of those kinds of Iraq invasion or Afghanistan, any of those uh, conflicts or wars where there were burn pits and you were associated with them or close to them. And either you have problems now or you might be expecting to have problems later. That's pretty pretty important to know because there are benefits that you're eligible for or potentially anyway. So do your research on that. Here's why that matters. I have an email and it's from Stacy and Rick. Stacy and Rick... Uh, are part of something that we have in this country called veteran families. All right, don't you forget that. Because for a lot of people, they gave up a lot to fight. I mean, I don't know if you know that. I don't mean folks that do four years. Certainly they sacrifice. But when people do 10, 15 years, 20 years, or they're retired halfway through that. Right? You give up a lot. Your life is never the same. Many of you see what happens to a veteran on the outside. God forbid, but a a limb that is missing or scars that you can see. Burns, right? You can see those things. But veterans have many, many other issues that are behind the scenes that you cannot see. 
There are men and women that have served, and yes, men and women, that have served at the front lines. They drove trucks. They were held hostage. They they were on the front lines doing delivery. Before you know it, they found themselves in firefights. Everybody. It isn't just the snipers and the grunts and the men and women in the front lines and the in the foxholes. There were lots of men and women that served in various capacities. I didn't have that privilege to serve. I went straight to the police department after college. So it's different. Maybe a different service, maybe better, maybe worse. I can't imagine anything because we didn't have full-on war. We were kind of at a low simmer, but the whole time, right? Military is nothing, nothing, full-on war, back to nothing. Whereas we were at a kind of a medium, at a, a simmer, simmer, if you will. Every once in a while, we might get a high heat, right? The, the earthquake or the riots. I guess there's some similarities, but the men and women that protect our country special people. And many of them went on to be, uh, be in law enforcement or firefighters, right? So, so that is truly a person of service. So when Stacy sent me this email, I knew I had to discuss it with you. Dear Arif, my husband is a veteran and is considered 100% disabled. He is 60 years old and served in Desert Storm. He retired from the military and has now worked for over 25 years with a defense contractor in Southern California. He will receive a pension from them as well as a 401k plan. His 401k plan has about $692,000. We will both receive Social Security of about $2,600 a month. That's a total of $5,200 from Social Security. We need about $14,000 a month to live comfortably and travel and visit grandchildren. His pension from his job is $2,900 a month, and his VA pension is $2,400 a month. That's a total of $10,500, and we need more money to live on. Can you help? Do you think some of that $692,000 can fill that gap and make the difference? Okay, guys. So here's my solution. Let me give you a little background. Before 1957, the military service personnel did not put into Social Security. So there was no Social Security. You just had a military pension or nothing at all. That was before 1957. Since then, active duty does put money in, and there is no reduction in benefits from a disability pension or a worker's pension. Right. So if you work in the military and then get a job with the city, state, county, there's no pushback. There's no give back of that pension. Now, with Rick's pension being a disability, right? He's 100% disabled. That pension is tax-free. So that $2,400 a month, there is no income tax on it. In the state of California, there is no income tax on Social Security for either of you. So I need you to know that you're not going to pay taxes was what it looks like. I do want you, let me give you that disclaimer. Seek the advice of a CPA or your tax professional because everybody's a little different. But generally speaking, you may not need all $14,000 because some of it you're not going to have to pay taxes on. So maybe it's less. But let's consider that maybe you still do. Maybe you took that into account. Maybe that's something you've already accounted for. So how do we make sure that we do this the right way? All right. 
I'd want to split that 401k into four different places. I want a purpose for emergency income. Now, Stacy, you indicated you guys had about $90,000 in your savings account. Again, that's part of the email I didn't read because it's a long email. So you have about $90,000 in your savings account. That's enough. I'm comfortable with that because we have guaranteed income coming in, so that's good. But I still want you to be thinking about maybe having a tiny bit more for emergencies, big emergencies. And what I think those might be are healthcare related. So he's 60 years old. His social security is not going to start for a couple of years. So we have to wait a couple of years for his to begin. My push for you guys is to do a couple of things. Number one, Whosoever would be higher when you're 70, I might wait on that. I would wait on one of you having Social Security starting at age 70. Whoever's is higher. The other part of it, when I say split the 401k into a couple places and I want some for emergency, maybe it's 50,000 for emergency. It doesn't have to be hundreds. But I do want income now that has to fill the gap if it makes sense to wait for Social Security, then we have to replace that 2600 that would start in a couple of years. And maybe 14000 is a little bit more than you actually need. Because that is a lot. I, it, listen, I'm not saying I can't spend it. All of us probably could. But I'd want to review your budget. That's pretty steep. Because you indicated your house is paid off. So let's make sure what we're spending money on is going to continue in retirement. Those are just some, just some questions. All right, but here's where I would continue. When one of you passes away, we lose the lower of the uh, two social security checks, which we know is at least $2,600. Now, if you pass away, Rick, she's going to lose not just the 2,600, but she's going to lose your disability pension because it's not for as long as you live, uh, sorry, her, as long as she lives and you, it's just you. And in most cases, the VA pension dies with you. So if you pass away, Rick, she's going to lose the 2,600. She's going to lose the, the 2,400. That's a lot of money. We have to replace that 6,000, sorry, $5,000 a month. All right. So what do I want to do? I want to have long-term care. There are benefits for you as a veteran, especially being 100% disabled. It means you're going to have to live at a, close to a VA hospital. But under President Trump's right to, right to care, I think is what it was called, a right to choose maybe, right? the act that allowed veterans the opportunity to seek medical care and not be on wait lists for two years or five years, where if, if there's a window of time that you can't get in to a VA facility then you have the right to go to any other hospital. I love that. Why, why did it take somebody like him who was never served in the military, why did it take somebody like him to figure that part out? Right? Why, why didn't George Bush, he, he served in the military, why couldn't he have done that? Right? I mean, I don't know the last Democrat that served in the military, maybe John F. Kennedy. Because certainly Clinton did not. He was a draft dodger. John Kerry running for office, never served. Joe Biden can barely spell military these days. 
right? So, so um, I don't know. Ronald Reagan served in the military. George Bush one served in the military. So, and President Trump did not. Why did it take President Trump to come up with that law? Silly, I don't know. So there's a loss. My big concern, Stacy, is the potential. I don't know your health, of course, but the potential of Rick passing before you because the VA hospital has determined that he's 100% disabled. We got to protect that. So I need a big portion of that. I'm thinking $250,000, $300,000 set aside for your income 10, 15 years from now because whatever the life expectancy is for Rick, the chances of him passing sooner rather than later and before you are, are just higher. It's just the way it goes. The other part that really matters to me is long-term care. Now, if he... If you guys decide to retire closer to a, a, a medical facility that's a VA facility, then he's going to get all the medical care that he needs. Generally speaking, they cover everything. And they'll cover some of some of the long-term care issues too. So if you guys can be part of that lawsuit, that program, if he was in Desert Storm where he was by a burn pit, I don't know if that's part of his disability or not. But if you're part of any of that, consider applying for that. It's a lump sum payout. It doesn't affect anything else. And I believe it's tax-free if I'm not mistaken. All right. So I would have emergency, small amount. I would have money to fill the gap between today and when you start the hire of the two social securities. I would have money that's there for if, if and when Rick passes away. And then I would have something. The final thing is long-term care for you. If you pass away, I'm uh, sorry, if, if he passes away, we lose the money and we're going to need long-term care for you someday anyway when you're 75, 80, 85, 90, 95. There's, there's, a, there's a potential. So I would use it for that. Okay, our men and women are very important to us. There's plenty of, of great charities and benefits available. Today, people are finding them better than ever. But let me give you three different pensions that our veterans are eligible for, regardless of whether or not you retired or received a disability rating. You don't have to. Okay, served. you have to serve at least 90 days. One of those days has to be during an act of war. And there's a list of that on the Veteran Aid website. I believe it's a nonprofit organization, veteranaid.org. You can find it in, very, in many places. I love them as a resource. So consider going to veteranaid.org. So, and you can type in the, the time that they served. Did they serve 90 days? Did they do at least one day during an act of war? Or, or what the government has is that guideline. The Congress is the one that decides those guidelines. And they had to have... Uh, been discharged honorably, an honorable discharge, not a medical, not less than honorable, but an honorable discharge. If those things exist, then here are the three pensions that I know you're eligible for. Number one is called an aid and attendance, aid and attendance. So if you need help with more than two activities of daily living, two or more, which means you need a little assistance walking, getting out of bed, 
feeding yourself, preparing your meals, taking a shower, bathing, right? Going to the restroom. These things, there's, there's six of them listed. When you cannot perform two of those six, I gave you an example of what they are. Without assistance, you need assistance to do those. Then you might be eligible for money. Now, there's a, there's a financial requirement. So if you have a million dollars sitting in the bank, they're not going to give it to you. But if you have $30,000 sitting in the bank, now you're eligible for the financial side of things. Okay, here's the caveat. Here's the problem that I wish I can talk to President Trump about if he ever gets into office again. And it's this. There, uh, the amount of paperwork and the amount of time that it takes to push that through the system, when they say it takes an act of Congress, pretty darn close. I want you to contact your congressman or woman. If you are somebody who has an aid and attendance application in there, contact your congressman. So many of you forget that their job is to serve you. They have an entire staff. And their staff gets rated on how many people they help. They actually count them. Some of them cheat, no question about it. Right? That they, You call up and you ask a question, then they say, are you a veteran? Yes. Okay, I helped a veteran t- this month. They do. I won't tell you how I know that. I'm just telling you they do. But there are genuine, even on the Democrat side, genuine men and women in the staff of your U.S. congressman, congresswoman, that want to help you get your passport, handle uh, veteran applications, um, military academy for your, your senior and high school applications, on and on. Don't forget, if there's something that's federally related, it's your congressman and woman's job. If it's something that's state-related, it's your state senator's job or your state assemblyman and woman. You, you know that. So don't forget, I want you to push for those guys. You've heard me give Scott Wilk a lot of, a lot of pushback, right? The, the highest-ranking Republican. But I was proud of him last month and the courage he exhibited when he talked about students. Go on to Rumble. Pull up, pull up Rumble. Type in Scott Wilk's speech last month. And I think you'll be very proud of what he did for the state of California and the things he said. That's all I'm going to say. I think you should do that. Because I, I beat him up. When, when I don't like what he does, I make sure you know about it. When I, when I thought he lacked courage, and he did for a lot of things in a lot of ways. But I also think he exhibited it a little bit, and we want to recognize that. So that's State Senator Scott Wilk. So point is, veteran, you need help, reach out to your congressman and woman. All right. That's one pension. It's called the aid in attendance. There is a financial qualification for it. Number two, the next pension that really matters that I think you should pay attention to is something called a housebound pension. Housebound. What is that? It means you are stuck in your home and you cannot leave. It provides certain meals to be delivered to you. It, it provides maybe a ramp to be added in your front driveway. 
It allows you to maybe have hallways or bathrooms retrofitted. It's called a housebound pension, and it pays you to have some of those services if you need those services, all right? Again, some qualifications. If you're a veteran and you're in that position, you can also find that on veteranaid.org. All right, next, I want to give you the third one. And again, this these are designed to be floors, to lift up the least. A lot of veterans returned from war or, or service. They don't have to be in war. This, this, none of these, that I, these three that I gave you require you to, to uh, have, have retired from the military as a disability pension. The first one is the only one that has a war component. The other, the other two don't, and this is the third one. This one does not. If you served in the military and your Social Security check is less than, I want to say it's $1,200 a month. I want you to double check that. I think it's $1,200 a month. So let's say you were a farmer. You came back from serving in the military. You were a farmer. You probably didn't put into Social Security very much. Maybe you were an independent contractor. Maybe you had your own business and you you put fence in for people or, or brick walls or cement work, physical labor that didn't have a lot of Social Security contribution because you didn't work for a company. In that case, instead of $800 a month at age 65, they lift it up to the $1,200 number. Whatever that number is, I think it's $1,200 a month. They give you that number. So I need you to follow this because some of these might fit for you as a veteran. Some may not. You have to get involved. And this is the biggest, the biggest issue that I see with my veteran clients, friends, family. Ready? You're so darn humble about what you did and the service that you gave. You don't ever ask. It's the people that do nothing, right? The welfare people, the the kids that have uh, some little ailment and he's 25 years old and he can't work. And you're like, are you kidding me? Go out and, and dig a hole or something. It's always those people that with their hand out, the ones that give the most are the ones that ask for the least. Right? My, my veteran clients that give the most, that give some of their physical abilities, that give some of their mental abilities, that give some of their time or a lot of their time, don't ask for anything. And you guys deserve the most. So please, it's going to take, as a veteran, they, they don't really, it, they just don't ask. So if you are married to a veteran or you're the parent or the son or the daughter of a veteran, it's going to take you to go out and inquire whether or not they're eligible for any of these benefits because they're humble. It's very unique. I don't know what happens first. Be interesting to find out, right? Back to my studies. Let's see what study shows. Is it that humble people go into the military or that when you serve in the military, you come out as a humble person, right? You could have been a jerk going in, coming out. You're grateful, patriotic, and humble. Or maybe that's the only people it attracts. I don't know. But our veterans and our military men and women that serve, you know, I'll tell you this real quick. I have a client. She's an older uh, black lady. I want to say probably close to 70 now. She served in the Navy. Then she served over in the Marines. I'm going to get it out of order, but then she served in the Air Force. Then she served in the Army. 
And then she went back to one of them and, and then she retired at 60 years old. You realize, and she said, Arif, I was a single mom. I had a daughter and there was nobody that was going to take care of me. I had to take care of myself. So I went and joined the military and my mom helped raise her when I was deployed. And that was one of the reasons she bounced from, from one branch. Cause I guess you can do that after your time is up, you can reenlist in another one and kind of carry over your time. And she did that so that she could be closer to school. So that was the air force that was here in Southern California. Right. So I think ultimately she retired from the air force. That's where she did the most time because her daughter, so that her daughter would have a good school to attend to. So it can be anybody that serves. And again, she's the most humble. You say, thank you. And, and she says, well, you know, I, I just did what I did. And I think to myself, wow, how many other people are sitting out there with their hand out who didn't do anything, who didn't serve anybody. So if you are a child or a spouse of a veteran, do your research. Stacy and Rick, thanks for, for sending in your email. And I appreciate Rick, your service for our country and for my children, for my grandchildren. You protected us and you made us a better country. Bless you guys. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Have a blessed week. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.